0: Little different version of the, of, of the dime as I, as I bring a podcast a little bit more about some of the work that I used to do in recognition of the game wardens this fall. And it really should go without saying uh, any time of year, it's, it's a different type of law enforcement. And one of the things, th- th- think of this in terms of yourself as a hunter or maybe your son or daughter that wants to become a game warden, or a game warden that you know. And, and it's a different type of law enforcement. One of the things that we always try to, to bring out, whether it's at a wildlife club meeting and, and speaking about the work, is that game wardens inevitably are working alone in varied conditions. And quite frankly, just about everybody that they come in contact with has a gun and how if, if you put yourself in their shoes is especially even more so in this day and age how are they supposed to know your intentions i hear every once in a while from people saying you know that game warden just didn't seem quite friendly Um, they have bad days just like you and I. They have wives and kids, spouses. Um, They have good days in the field and they have bad days in the field. And and quite frankly, I'm just as guilty as sometimes when I hang up the phone, I go, man, I should have been a little bit softer, a little bit kinder, and a little bit gentler. But you can't take it back. In defense of, of the game warden is you're out there enjoying your time in the field. And you're right. 99.9% of the people, I don't know what that percentage is, but the majority of the people that they come in contact with enjoy seeing a game warden. They also can come in contact with people that are hiding out from the authorities. Um, I've heard it. I've seen it where people may be doing illegal activities. They might be um, growing and cooking and manufacturing drugs in a state park and in a wild area they may be on the lam from another state or even from local authorities and as as a law enforcement officer when you have that sign on the truck when you have that badge and you have that authority if you if you put in the mindset of a, of one of the bad guys is the bad guys are going to think that they're going to find me out they're going to run my information the license plate the driver's license and every once in a while that that bad guy doesn't want to be caught the game warden doesn't know the intentions of everybody that they come in contact with yeah oftentimes they like to visit about the hunt about your time outdoors but they have a wife and kids and a family that they want to go home to and they're going to put safety first they're going to make sure that if you do have your, your guns, your shotgun, your firearms, that, that they're unloaded and, and that they're safe and they may be, you know, out of the corner of their eye checking you over. Here's the other side of it. If something does go haywire, think about where you're at. And if a game warden would need backup, not for you, but where, where he's working, where he or she is working, oftentimes might be in a county that has a, f- a handful of law enforcement in the entire county. If you, if you think of it in terms of numbers, North Dakota has about 45 game wardens to cover 53 different counties spread out across a geography that is as wide open as the Red River Valley and as desolate as some of the sparsely populated counties in South Central North Dakota to as rugged as the Badlands to the woods of the Turtle Mountains, the Pemina Gorge. And if that game warden does encounter somebody that wants to hurt them or somebody that's wanted from the law in another state, they're going to be a long ways away from backup and from assistance. Here's a a little thank you to the men and women, North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, the law enforcement officers as a whole and in particular, the game wardens and the conservation officers this fall. Stay safe.